Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversation from the Heart. My name is Dr. Teresa Gatling. My name is Pastor Alfonso Gatling. We're so excited that you took the opportunity to stop by and have a conversation from the heart with us. What we're going to be doing is sharing some of our personal experiences, some of the wisdom that we've picked up along the way over these 30 years of being married and raising four boys. And we hope that some of the things that we'll share in this conversation will help you along the way in your relationships. So let's get ready to share a conversation from the heart. Hello and welcome back. This is our second episode. We started this conversation the last time we would get together talking about our mind and how we had to make some very conscious decisions about our thoughts in order to push us forward or to help us move forward and how if we allowed negative things to linger in our mind too long, they would cause us to be stuck. And we told you we we're going to bring a friend in. And so we've got that friend and that friend is going to really help us to figure this all out. She is the mindset transformer. So last week, we talked a lot about your mindset and how important it is that you create your atmosphere with the things that you think. And what you think about the most is what you focus on. So like my husband said, we brought in a wonderful expert in this area. She is an author. She is a speaker. And most of all, she's my friend. Her name is Marsha Terry, and she is the mindset transformer. So we're going to, you know, kind of pick her brain and try to get some information that help you with figuring out how do you change your mind? Is it time to change your mind? That is the title of our episode two. Is it time to change your mind? So Marsha, let me ask you a question. Can, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a little bit about who you are and, and the kinds of things that you do. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here, Pastor Al, Pastor Minerva Gatling. <laughs> um, so I am originally from Canada, born and raised. I moved to the United States some 20 years ago. Um, professionally, I'm a registered nurse. So I've been a nurse for longer than 20 years. Um, and so, yeah, I'm married with two children and this whole journey of mindset transformation probably started about 10 years ago, probably right around my 40th birthday. <laughs> so I think the first question we have, and, and you're going to have to help me because, you know, we, we have all these wonderful titles, you know, <laughs> things that we call ourselves and the way, you know, we want people to address us. You know, some people really get stuck on that, but you have to tell us, okay, what is a mindset transformer? And why do we need one? <laughs> yeah, so what's a mindset transformer? So, you know, before I became really settled on what this is, I went through all these changes about who am I, who do I, who do I represent? And um, I think that mindset is really important because it is really the seed of how we think. So a lot of times I believe that we as people are our own worst enemies because Nobody else hears the crazy stories and the voices in your head except you, right? Now, being a nurse, there might be a medical term for that. 
Um, but for the most part, most of us tell ourselves all kinds of stories in our head and it prevents us truly from moving forward and taking action on the things that we wanna do. So when I work with my clients, it's really about recognizing what those stories are, how are you talking to yourself so you can change how you think. Awesome. So why do we need one of these things? <laughs> we need a mindset transformer be because how would we know that we are in need yeah, that's the question. How do of you a know mindset transformer? Changing your mind. So well, you know my mind all the time. You know, what I'm gonna wear, what I'm gonna eat, who's gonna I'm be going my to friend, right who's not you know, gonna be my friend. I, I can change my mind with the best of them. Sure. Yeah, so I think it really starts with like people who tend to be extremely negative. Um, and they have a really negative mindset, like, and they're always like, I can't do this. I, I don't know how, or that's not for me, or I shouldn't do this, or we don't do, or I wish, I wish is kind of like a, a negative mindset. And so if you find yourself like coming from this place of lack and not a pace of abundance, you know, it generally indicates that maybe the voice, the people that are talking in your head, which is usually yourself, mm. uh, is not having a really pleasant conversation. And so it also is, I believe, you know, people who are feeling like they don't matter, like their voices aren't being heard, uh, like feeling like they're invisible, that they're not being seen, you know, whether in a relationship, at a job or something like that. Usually those are the people that I believe that need some kind of discussion if you will i'm not going to say therapy because i'm not a therapist but some kind of discussion about how we talk to ourselves and how we really treat ourselves so i hear you saying that you know people who use that i can't word um and which is a lot of people and i think we find that people will start off saying what they can't do before they've even thought about if they could do it it's like too hard for me <laughs> yeah. and so those are the kinds of people we're talking about the, yeah. the have a hard time accepting that they can perhaps do a lot more than the voices that are talking to them in their head. Yeah, like, you know, understanding that there's possibility. Yeah. So sometimes we come from a place where we don't think things are possible because we've never seen it before or we've never had that before. And so it's really empowering people to come from a place of choice and recognizing that there's possibility. And so you get to choose that. So, yeah. I, I had this thought because it, you know, I have crazy random thoughts sometimes. You said, I can't. And I remember as, as our kids were growing up, one of the things that I would always tell them when they would say, I can't, I tell them, I can't die so that you might be born. And they would always look at me kind of strange, like, what does that mean? <laughs> You'll figure it out eventually, you know, just know that it's dead now. So you don't have the ability to use that. And I don't know where it comes from. I can't say that, you know, my mom said that or my dad said, it's just something that's kind of been in our community forever. But there is some real truth to that. The, the, the notion of saying to yourself that that is no longer a possibility for me in that I can't. When you say that I can't is not a possibility, it then forces you, I guess, to come up with some other thing that is a possibility, which means that you can. Right. If can is not an option, there isn't much else left other than to do, correct? Yes, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, you, you could say, uh, this is just being me, me maybe being silly, but you know, when a mother's trying to deliver a baby and she's saying, I can't, I can't 
oh yes you can because you're gonna have to right so <laughs> Um, that baby for the, the reality is it's coming whether you can or can't exactly without you because i mean and that that's the point of i can't die you know there, there was a whole lot of i can't before that that got to that point but yeah i can't in that moment is absolutely real it, it doesn't matter what you think because that possibility is still a possibility despite your thoughts about it right right and like you said it all starts with believing that things are possible like i think you know we're 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 not taught to know that things are possible like i wasn't told what was possible for my life per se yes go to school and become a nurse or do all these things but what about beyond that what about you have bigger dreams and aspirations but if you only see people kind of operating at a certain level then you don't know what else is possible so i think it involves a mindset transformation to recognize the different possibilities and choices that we have to me. Okay. And this ain't on the list, so I'm, I'm adding another one now. What was the first time you saw something beyond what you thought was possible and said, can that really be mine? Wow, that's a good question. So because we have a history in a certain industry, <laughs> we do. Um, I think it was when I was in network marketing and I never knew that I could speak in front of people because I didn't grow up speaking in front of people. Um, I didn't grow up speaking in front of crowds or none of that stuff. I just was very shy and introverted. But then I was put in a position where I had to on several occasions speak in front of large groups of people. And when other people started to tell me like, Marsha, you're really good at that. Like, you're a really good speaker. That is when I started to recognize that, ah, maybe there is a possibility that I can actually speak in groups of, in front of groups of people and not completely freak out or have a meltdown. So I think it is back then when I started just to see a little bit of a sliver um, that, hey, this is possible. Now, the, the hard part of that is how old were you? I ain't gonna answer that. <laughs> um, you won. You won five or ten years old. Or five. No, no. You're a full-grown adult woman. You know what? That's a very good question because I was having a conversation with um, the lady who's helping me to write and publish a book that I'm working on, and um, <clears throat> she said to me, "I was like, you know." When I was 17, I made this decision about a certain part of my life and what I was going to do, blah, blah, blah. But as we were talking, I realized that, you know, it, here I am like 50 years old and I'm still dealing with a lot of the things that I attached myself to as a young, you know, 17, 20 year old. And so it takes a long time to unpack all of these things that we've been taught that we can't do, that we shouldn't do, that we're not supposed to have. Um, and I'm still working on myself. It's a daily process for me. It's all the time. Just the other day, um, I was, we were at a, an event and the MC of this event, I thought it was hilarious. And this is, you know, something for me. And I, I do tell myself this and I'm realizing as I'm saying it, but I refute it every time, <laughs> even though I say I can't do it, I do it all the time. Um, he told me, he says, you should be emceeing this event. And I'm like, what are you talking about? 
I am not an MC. He said, I saw you. I saw you at the protest that we were at and you command an audience. I'm like, who are you talking about? I said that, and it's so interesting because I think a lot of it is the way we see ourselves. It's not necessarily the way other people see you. And it does sometimes that outside person, you know, telling you, yes, you can. Like you just did a great job. And you're like, did I really? Was I could do this. I didn't know it. But in even when he said it just the other day, my first response was no. I could not do that. Right. <laughs> I, I don't do that. And it wasn't the talking in front of people. It's all that ad-libbing in between um, acts that come up. I'm like, MCs kind of, you know, they keep the crowd going. I'm like, I don't do that. I said, my husband, he's the one. He's Mr. Social. He really does it and does it well. But that is my perspective of him and my, per my perception. Uh, but apparently there are other people who feel the same way about me even though I didn't. So I'm beginning to, start, and even after I said it to him, I said, all right, Teresa, stop that. Stop saying that because it's not true. Right. One, because you're already kind of doing it. And if somebody put me on the spot and I had to do it, I would do it. And I'm pretty sure I'd do it and do it well. But, um, but it doesn't stop that little, little anxiety, discomfort. And I think we have to learn, and I guess that's where mindsets come from, it change. We have to learn to push aside the little jitters that go even when you're feeling it, even yeah. though you feel it still, you feel the anxiousness. Like I feel anxious and nervous. I go face live on Facebook and I still sometimes be like, you know, I still catch myself because I'm like, okay, I'm about to do this. I'm about to say, what am I going to say? Who's going to listen? You know what I'm saying? But you push past those feelings that initially creep up and you just, you show up for yourself really is what it is in, in all fairness because we do this we we say these things that we're supposed to do push past how do you push past what's the action that you take to push past because you know you know how we get like my brother-in-law my brother-in-law he ain't here to defend himself but he'll buy something and it has directions but the directions are just pictures of how things are supposed to go together and there's no words <laughs> to tell you take this piece and connect it to that piece using this screw, it just shows you that these things go together. So how, what, what are your personal, real, tangible steps to pushing past? What is okay. pushing? What does it look like? So this is what it looks like. I, so I was telling a friend of mine this the other day because she was like, you know, I never used to be able to. We, we have a, a Facebook show that we do. I do with three other ladies. And she was not the person on the show that was most comfortable in social media. But since then, she's now on Instagram and she got a TikTok and she's doing all these things, right? So I said to her, I said, you know, what's interesting is how you push past is you build your confidence. Now, I see confidence as something that I work at every single day. It's like a muscle. So if you are going to pick up a five pound weight, right? You're picking up that weight and you're exercising the muscle and your muscle grows. But now you're able to pick up that five pound weight. You're able to go pick up a five pound box. You're able to go pick up something that weighs 10 pounds or even 15 pounds because you've been exercising the muscle. So I believe that when you pushing past is like gaining that confidence that you're constantly working at continually. And even though initially when you start, there's a little bit of burn because you're like, ooh, that hurts with that muscle that you're exercising. 
the, the muscle that you develop with confidence translates into other things. So my friend now, she can come on their Facebook show and talk there. Now that confidence muscles has extended to her being on Instagram and, and doing Instagram videos. Now that confidence muscle has extended to her being able to talk about her business because it's a constant thing that she's working at. Constantly feeling the burn, the discomfort and saying, you know what, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to do it anyways. And at the end of the day, it's usually the story that we told ourselves, like, oh my God, who's going to listen to me? Who's going to pay attention to me? Blah, blah, blah. Is usually not true. It's usually not true. Right. So, yeah. So you got to exercise, is what my point is. You exercise. You <laughs> gotta gotta exercise. And exercise means to do it anyway. Do it. Do it anyways. The yeah. natural of exercise is to avoid it because nobody really wants to do it. I'm not patient enough for the results. So therefore I don't ever get started. And so that's typically the way we respond to things that are difficult. No, it's uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. I don't think it's going to work out. So I'm going to leave it be. Yes, there, there's, to me, there's no magic pill. It's not like, oh, do X, Y, and Z. You just have to do it. Like you literally just have to do it. And then you do it. And then the next time you do it again. And then you do it again. And you keep doing it. And each time, there may be that angst that you feel, but it's not as difficult. It's not as hard. It's not as uncomfortable. Interesting. So yeah. does changing, you know, the, the corner in our questioning a little bit, does faith have any place in the creation of mindset? Does it, is it not a part of it at all? No, I'm going to read a scripture. Mm. Uh, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, I know, right? I'm actually going to take it to the Bible. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Romans 12 says, be, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So a lot of things that as a coach, you know, people talk about positive mindset, they talk about all kinds of things. And a lot of things that I do are really based in the Bible. So have the faith, you know, to believe or, you know, whatever it might be. A lot of the things about trust, they're all Bible based. So when you're saying, does faith fit into creating a positive mindset? 100% it does. I mean, the Bible talks about meditating on the word, right? And so every day I meditate, right? I, I do my own meditation and I read my Bible. And so all of these things that we think are quote unquote secular, are actually Bible-based. And so when you recognize that, you can understand that coaching or affirmations or all these other things that people might do are not so far out there, but they're actually grounded in scripture. I think the, the key to that, and, and you're right, there, there is a scriptural component to all of that. And, and there is a foundation in, in Christ that, that supports all of that. The, the key just so that we keep everybody happy because somebody going, oh, they're talking about meditation and all that stuff. <laughs> the key is what you're meditating on and what you're expecting as a result of that medication, meditation, medication, <laughs> that meditation, like meditation and where you believe that result is going to come from. Now, if you know, we get into the cosmos and the grass and, you know, cows, then no. But if it's God and it's, you know, from from that perspective, then we're on the right path. I think, you know, as the pastor and all. Yeah. 
Now you mentioned something when you're talking about faith, you were talking about affirmations. And, you know, I remember years ago, the, the wonderful book that came out called The Secret. Yeah. And in a lot of that, they discussed Hello, about secret. affirmations and they talked about, you know, speaking things into the universe. And, and I remember when I, I read the book and I did see the little movie as well. And the whole time I kept going, that's the Bible. Like, I'm pretty sure that I grew up in a church that said, you know, I mean, I'm going to totally make it small and colloquial, but name it and claim it. Sure. Believe it and receive it. And most people, it think, it. at least if they have a, you know, a Pentecostal background, have heard that. And maybe some others as well, but I can only speak about my experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and just saying positive things that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Exactly. And so kind of, you know, went that way. And so I'm wondering... If someone does not include affirmations in their life, how does that affect their mindset? When yeah, so if you're not affirming what you want, so I always say, you gotta say what you want. And a lot of people walk around saying what they don't want, yes. right? So you have to affirm to God what it is that you want to have, want to do, want to become. Um, and so that's to me where affirmations come up. So in my Facebook community that I have, one of my friends, she posted, um, you know, some simple affirmations and she shared them with the group. And I think some people think that, oh, well, you know, when you are saying affirmations, it might be like, you're coming from this place of, um, like you're trying to make yourself better than who you are, but it's really reaffirming, I think, who God is has created you to be and the things that God has promised you to have. And so all you're doing is you're planting that seed, right? So if you don't plant the seed, then how's the seed gonna grow? You gotta get out there and you gotta plant the seed and till the soil and water and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't plant the seed, then the seed doesn't grow. So I believe an affirmation is just planting a seed. It's saying it out loud in an audible fashion so that God knows exactly what it is that you want. And there's, it's very clear. So you know, simple affirmation. I am proud of myself. I'm becoming more confident every day. There's nothing wrong with saying those kind of words to yourself to reaffirm mm -hmm. who you are and who you want to become. Awesome. Definitely makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to take this to the other side of it. When you've worked with somebody and you've coached them and you, you know, they're seeing things that are positive. When do you know that they've successfully changed their mindset. They're trying to figure out when did it change? What does it change? When will they know that something has changed? What should they look out for? Well, it's such a good question. It's like, you know, God knew these questions were going to come. I read them and I'm, I read the questions today that you shared and I'm like, hmm, I don't know how to answer that. But <laughs> the truth is I was listening to something the other day and it is truly an emo transformation happens on an emotional level hmm. you can think it but when you actually feel it in your soul and in your core that to me is when it becomes hardwired so i've had clients who have said to me i had this one of my last clients she said to me she was so confused and her words to me were that she felt like she was in a garbage can with all this trash swirling around in her head and so there's that is like she's not very clear right so, so she's looking for clarity so through our sessions and our work together you know um i allowed her really she allowed herself to experience clarity 
And by the end of our six sessions together, she was, when I say a completely transformed person, she went from a person who did not believe that she could have a relationship to somebody at the end of our six sessions who was in a relationship. All right. Well, so she definitely had this whole shift and it was a feeling that she had. So it's not like I'm going to say to you, on session number two, at about 30 minutes into it, you're going to experience this thing. No, it's not like that. You really have to be open to the process um, of the feeling and the emotion and just be really willing to go on the journey of coaching. And really coaching is just having a conversation, me having a conversation with you, asking some pertinent questions. And ultimately, I believe the, the answers are within. You just need to give yourself permission just to, to accept it and to receive the answer. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I think this information is so important for people to hear and, and understand that it, you don't have to stay stuck. That if you are experiencing this, I can't attitude, this going, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know how to get to the next step. You know, that there's help, that there's people Marcia Terry, who can really help them and others like you, who can really help them make a change. It's not just some psycho babble. And I think that sometimes you, you hear, oh, life coach, this and that, you know, is this some other word for some psychic being, you know, and, and you, you just go, what are they doing? I don't understand. And I think because it's become such a colloquial kind of word or um, the people are saying to so many life coaches and health coaches and it's like, what, what is that? Because it wasn't really around, even though it's been around, but I think that the name was different. Maybe they were mostly motivational speakers. I'm not, and I think most life coaches are kind of motivational speakers or can be you know, as well, but. I think the, the, the challenge that you face and, and let me see how you, how you adjust this. And again, this ain't on there. So this is me throwing <laughs> stuff at you. In our community, the community of color, reaching out for help mm -hmm. is never the right thing to do. To, to get counseling, to talk to somebody about your problems, to share, you know, now again, community of faith, I'll just pray to the Lord, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. You know, don't be talking to other folk about your problems. What happens in this house stays in this house. If you got to go see, you know, a psychiatrist or a counselor or something, there's something really wrong with you and that ain't what we do. You just need to pull yourself together and get it together. How do you, what do you say that helps somebody to know that it's okay to have a conversation with somebody about the things that you're thinking, the voices that you're hearing, the thoughts that you're telling yourself. To break through that, that barrier. Yeah. That, there so there is a stigma with people, um, minority people or whatever that to seek help, therapy, talk to somebody. Um, so I kind of like to look at it like if you're an athlete, so let's just take it outside, right? If you're an athlete and you are going to be, if you want to be a really good basketball player, player, so you have LeBron James, whether you like him or not, he's an excellent player. Um, but LeBron did not get what did not become the athlete he is without having somebody outside of himself 
-hmm. coaching him on the skill of basketball. So he might have known, okay, I want to do this, or I'm, you know, this is how you play a little bit. But there was somebody outside of him, his personal body, who could analyze what he was doing and say, you know what, when you're going to do the layup, you need to do this. This is the form you need to have. This is how you need to dribble. I'm not an athlete. I know nothing about playing basketball, but you follow what I'm saying. True. <laughs> In order to become better at who you are. You need to have somebody outside of you who can recognize some things that might be going on and be able to kind of help you guide your path. And so that's why LeBron James and top athletes and top performers, they all hire coaches, high performance coaches, mindset coach, motivational coach, transformation. It's all the same. They're all the same. Everybody's just got a different way of calling themselves. Okay, so in order to become the best version of you, you might think you have the skills and maybe you do, but I believe that that outside perspective helps tweak you just a little bit. They're going to push you a little bit further than you would push yourself and really help you become the best version of yourself. So there's nothing wrong with recognizing that you might have a challenge in an area in your life and talking to somebody who is skilled in this area, not everybody is who is skilled in this area of having a conversation that is going to empower you and lead you down uh, the right path. That is, I think, one of a, a great analogy. One, because everybody kind of understands the sports world a little bit um, and can look at that outside of themselves and go, well, I know I don't play like LeBron. So how could I even get to his level? Well, obviously I'm going to need to have all of these yeah, there's, other there's things. There's some other stuff that you got to have to be LeBron. I don't know. That. Most of us, you know, just ain't blessed with that. So yeah. Yeah. So definitely. So then what kind of steps would someone take in order to start that mindset journey? What, what should they do? Could they do? What would be your recommendation? I come to the acknowledgement that I'm stuck and I need help. I come to you. What are, what are the steps I should take? So for starters, I believe that um, it starts in, it, transforming your mind starts with how you start your day, okay? And so I have created a workbook at MarciaTerry.com. It's called Masterful Morning. It's for free. You can go there, you can download it, and it really will guide you on the steps that I believe are important in having a masterful morning. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a preacher, he's been preaching forever, and I shared with him some content that I was working on in the beta phase, so in the beginning phase of the content, and the experience that he had, like he was calling me every single day, acknowledging that going through my material has had this kind of impact on his life. It was blowing my mind and it still blows my mind, right? Because it's just the small thing. So people think that we have to make these big, huge changes and do these big, huge, ginormous things to have real lasting change. And I tell my clients, small hinges swing real big doors, right? Mm -hmm. No matter how big the door is, you got a small hinge that's gonna open that door. So if you go to marshaterry.com, you download the workbook called Masterful Morning, and it's going to take you through the process of how you can set yourself up starting in the morning. It's very important, I believe, to start this in the morning of how to craft your day, spend time, quiet time, exercise, meditation, journaling, reading, these kind of things 
to get your mind in the right place in order to be take, to take on the rest of your day. So that's what I believe is how you do it. You start with the morning. You got to start with the morning practice, the morning ritual, the morning routine. Awesome. I really like that. So there, do you have, you said that they can reach you on your website, marciaterry.com. What other um, venues or social media can they find information about you or just read more about you, you if they want to know? I will call you. <laughs> so marciaterry.com, you can download my free workbook. I also have a digital course that is on there that uh, people can purchase. Outside of that, you can join my Facebook community, which is also called Masterful Mornings. Um, and I just share a little insight, inspiration tidbits in there. Or you can simply follow me on uh, Facebook, Marsha Terry, because every Tuesday, as I mentioned, I go live and I share some something. It's not like this week, it wasn't a message of hoorah, I'm amazing, everything is great. But it was interesting to for me to look at how many people liked and shared the post uh, when you think that, oh, this word doesn't really matter, really resonated with a lot of people. So I just find it that God is blessed and given me a talent to be able to connect with people in a real way that they can understand and relate to. So Tuesdays mornings between 8.30 and 9.30 Central Time. Awesome. awesome. So is there anything, anything mm -hmm. that we did not ask you that you just think you got to get out there? Like, I got to make sure I tell these people this. You know, I just think that it's important for people to recognize that they matter. For the longest time, I used to live my life not believing that I mattered, not believing that people could hear me or see me, even though I was in the room. And as I said before, the transformation, I mean, y'all have known me for a very long time. And the transformation that I've experienced is because I've truly invested in my own personal care and development, which is mean I've doled out some dollars to be in this place that I'm at right now, to be able to communicate with people, to have the confidence that I have, to be able to share my story and my journey with other people. So you got to understand that you are worth it. And you know, if it's, it's going to cost you a little bit of something to improve yourself, then I would say do it. Read a book, you know, about personal development, get on Audible, you know, take the course. Like, don't tell yourself that you can't because I'm I promise you, the moment when you move from I can't into I can, your whole world opens up and changes. I, and I am a clear testimony of being able to say I can because... I'm on a podcast, y'all. <laughs> and we're invited because of your expertise. So, I mean, that is that is amazing. I'm so happy that you're my friend. So, you know, that's all we have today, I think. And I you think- be back. Yes. And I really hope that um, listening to this podcast, that those of you out there will take advantage of the free workbook, Masterful Mornings on marciaterry.com and really begin getting your life in some sort of organization and certainly reach out to her if you think that uh, I know that there's a way that they can reach you or contact for a consult on marciaterry.com as well, correct? Yes, yes, Or just send me a message on Instagram or on, on Facebook. It's really easy. It's not, I'm not complicated. Okay, good. She's not hard to find. No. So you want to spell <laughs> Marcia Terry so that people get it right? Thank you. Yes, because some people don't spell Marsha the way I do. So it's M-A-R-S-H-A 
my last name is Terry, T-E-R-R-Y. So it's MarciaTerry.com. All right. Marcia, thank you for joining thank us. You. Totally appreciate thank you, thank your thank insight. You. Appreciate it. And um, I know it's going to help a lot of people. Thank so thanks you so much. Again. We will probably be asking for you again. Yes, I'm sure. Stuff we can talk like about maybe once that book this is conversation done. from the heart. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Love you guys so much. Yes, love you too. Thank you for joining appreciate Conversation it. from the Heart. Join Have us again one. next See week. See ya. <laughs> bye bye. Wow, what a great conversation. Listen, if you've heard something that you haven't implemented as yet, today is a great day to get started. We'd love to hear from you. So please reach out to us on Facebook. You can also drop us an email at our church website, which is mowcchurch.com. We're at Mount Olive Worship Center. And please subscribe to our podcast for future episodes where we'll talk more about relationship and conversation from the heart.